0: and welcome to another in the Making People Better podcast from Vita Health Group. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Glenn Thompson, and the aim of this series, of course, is to raise awareness of what Vita Health Group have to offer. Uh, to do that, I'm joined on each episode by various experts in their chosen field. Today's episode is all about mental health awareness, where the focus is very much on anxiety. And to help me tackle this, I'm joined by Ryan Lunny. Lunny? How do we pronounce Lunny. it? Lunny. Okay. Looney, like Looney <laughs> Okay, Ryan is a, a senior psychological well-being practitioner on the corporate side at uh, Vita Health Group and joins us from uh, sunny Ireland. Uh, Ryan, good to see you. How are you doing? Yes,
1: I'm doing good, Glenn. I'm doing good. Thanks for inviting me on. Uh, yeah. And yes, sunny is definitely the right term. To use today
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to see you but uh, let's talk about uh, the uh, mental health awareness of course there's a mental health awareness week which we all know about but of course mental health is ongoing is it? it's very mm-hmm. much an ongoing issue uh, what are the signs that
1: someone might actually be suffering from anxiety
0: which of course is all part of the mental health
1: awareness one of the most common uh, symptoms of anxiety as such is a lot of stress and worry. Now, the reason why I suppose we're talking about anxiety is because it's probably the, if not one of, the most common mental health issues that people are facing. And what a lot of people feel to recognize is that anxiety is very much a natural phenomenon. You know, people will experience anxiety week by week, day by day. People do experience it about everything and anything. But the point of anxiety is that it's trying to protect you. It's your brain trying to protect um, itself as such. When we were cavemen, you know, anxiety was very helpful for knowing whether to stay away from an animal that might cause us harm. Unfortunately, now we can't tell the difference between a lion and a tiger and maybe an interview or even doing a podcast or a, uh, a video podcast that may cause us a bit of anxiety and worry. The problem is the second one doesn't really protect us. It more causes us to avoid things. So what we find a lot of people with anxiety do is they have a lot of avoidance behaviors and that is kind of the fight or flight response. So it's essentially your body telling you whether I'm gonna fight this situation or I'm gonna run away with, run away from it. Now, how are you gonna fight an interview? Am I gonna end up punching the camera? Probably not. I'm gonna end up running away from it and avoiding it. So that's usually probably one of the most common symptoms we see is some sort of avoidance behavior of uh, something that triggers them something that causes a lot of stress a lot of worry some other common symptoms could be a uh, particular stress and worry about specific aspects of their life whether that's to do with their health whether it's to do with interests of thoughts about family members or friends getting in accidents or being ill uh, lots of different worry and stress about lots of different aspects of your life but the point of this, which I, I think I'll, I'll probably drill home in a lot of these questions, is that anxiety is subjective. It does not matter what you're worrying about as long as you're worrying about something. So what maybe it's almost like the one man's trash is another man's treasure, what one man seems as nothing, the other man seems as very anxiety provoking and stressful.
0: So a lot of things can lead to anxiety, as you've, you've sort of highlighted there, mm-hmm. Ryan, you know, jobs, maybe schoolwork.
1: Mm-hmm. There are so
0: many different factors involved in anxiety. I mean, my own particular experience at the moment is that my wife is suffering a lot of anxiety. She's going mm-hmm. through uh, n- not really enjoying her work. She won't mind me saying this. She's waking up in the middle of the night feeling anxious. You know, her heart's racing. Uh, she can't get back
1: to sleep. I mean, this is quite a common, common factor, isn't it? oh yeah especially job workplace stress at the moment because unfortunately with the way the world is at the moment people are pushed to the brink for very minimum reward at the end of the at the end of the month or at the end of the week and unfortunately that just leads to burnout and no matter what job position you're in I think everyone's starting to face these issues so it is a very very common and it, it's almost built a kind of community uh, aspect with people where it's a case of everyone can kind of uh empathize with Mm. everyone else you know knowing they're going through what others are going through but what is very important there i suppose is obviously your wife's getting very worried about her job and her workplace and as you said people may get worried about job other people may get worried about their school work and maybe exams coming up and things like that very interesting fact is they actually did a study And they find that the stress hormone, which is called cortisol, it releases when people are feeling anxious, people are feeling stressed. And they find that the amount of cortisol that was released whenever people are maybe in their teenage years and they couldn't find a date to like a disco or something like that. Um, And as an adult, when they couldn't really get a mortgage or they're going bankrupt or being fired or made redundant, the amount of cortisol released was pretty much identical, showing that despite being very drastic, different situations, you know, I'd rather not have a date rather than lose a house. <laughs> but because that's the most important thing to them at that given time, that thing causes, of course, a lot of worry, and a lot of stress and anxiety, um, the same amount as what other people may experience at different parts in their life. So there will be many, many times that people will say, and maybe even your wife included, next year, why was I worried about that? That was silly. That was stupid. Yeah, you look back. you look back and you think, what was that all about exactly but in that moment in in this sort of uh, situation it is the most anxiety provoking worrisome uh, thing that people can experience as such because it's the most important thing Mm. to them right now I'm guessing there are mild episodes of
0: anxiety there are uh, severe episodes of anxiety Uh, in terms of anybody noticing any physical Mm -hmm. related problems with anxiety what sort of things should we be looking out for
1: Yes. So, with the physical signs of anxiety, we're looking more things that if we were going very, very common uh, characteristic symptoms you maybe see on TV all the time: sweating, shaking. This could induce panic attacks, which are, of course, those sort of quite brief, episodic, overbearing feelings of terror where you're maybe sweating, shaking, crying, can't control uh, your breathing at all. Unfortunately, you are unable to even think rationally your mind's racing 100 miles an hour Uh, so the physical signs of people experiencing a lot of anxiety would be the kind of fight or flight response you need to maybe go to the bathroom you may maybe need to um you're feeling a bit lightheaded all your blood and all your energy is going straight to your muscle groups to help you fight or flight the situation and unfortunately because there's nothing to fight or flight you do the third f which is freeze so a lot of people are very unable to control their own body that way and unable to really react the way they they know they should react. Presumably that's a severe case of anxiety, is it? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. So anxiety, as much as it is a very natural human emotion, everyone will experience it at some point in their life. If someone says they've never experienced anxiety in their life, they're probably lying. Everyone has experienced it. The problem is it becomes an anxiety disorder mm. when it's overbearing, severe, and it basically intrudes most if not every aspect of your life. So when it becomes something severe, it affects your sleep, your appetite, day by day, your work, your job, your social life, your relationships, even just private activities, that's when it starts to become general anxiety to more an anxiety disorder. People say to you, don't they? They say, "You're looking anxious
0: today." You know, what's yeah. the problem? What's the matter? You know, you might be biting your nails, you might be sort of fiddling exactly. with your fingers. That's all a sign of anxiety, isn't it?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, a lot of people see those as coping strategies um they're obviously going from mild to people picking as you said picking their nails biting uh fingers to more severe length people pulling out their own hair people and not even realizing they're doing it you know Mm -hmm. just like twiddling their their fingers into their hair pulling it out all stress related um things fidgeting a lot of people i'm sure you've seen were taking this the sort of a lot of people were getting the fidget cubes yeah. They have like lots of different dials and stuff. Mm-hmm. They can help distract a lot of people from uh, their fidgety behaviors or at least give them a more adaptive way rather than picking and messing up their own skin. I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a habit picker as well. If I'm sitting there and I'm yeah. working on stuff, I'll just end up picking away at my nails and I, I'll not even realize I'm doing it because it becomes so habitual. Yeah. And,
0: you know, severe anxiety, just touching mm-hmm. on this very quickly, uh, Ryan, it can be debilitating, can't it? It can really interfere with your your lifestyle.
1: Yeah, many many people that are unfortunately subject to very severe forms of anxiety can not even leave the house. And that, luckily, in today's day and age, obviously we can get things like you know delivery to the house, whether it's food or, or any sort of um, necessities that people need. But it's still very debilitating. You can't see your friends, you can't see your family, you can't go anywhere. Any where you're going to go, even if you've maybe been there before, maybe met with a barrage of questions of, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? If I go here and I see this person, or uh, maybe people look at me like I'm stupid, all sorts of things like that. So you get a, a constant barrage in your head of all these intrusive worries about what could, may, or hypothetically you know, could yeah. potentially happen in the future.
0: And what sort of resources, Ryan, can you recommend if anybody is under Undergoing all this anxiety and this stress at the moment, what sort of things are out there to help us?
1: Yeah, of course. So the most uh, prominent intervention is cognitive behavioral therapy, also known as CBT, which probably everyone's or most people have heard of it, maybe don't really know what it is, but I'm sure at some point or another they may have heard of CBT. and the idea behind CBT is basically looking at three main aspects of your life, and that's your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviors. And I like to look at this, if you want to imagine like a triangle. So everyone, I'm sure at some point or another, has done the fire awareness training. You know, you've got heat, oxygen and fuel keeps a fire going. I like to look at that as an issue in your brain. You know, you've got your thoughts, feelings and behaviours that keep the fire going in the head. How do you get rid of the fire? You take away one of the elements. Because what people don't take into consideration is that their thoughts, their feelings and their behaviours are all interlinked you have a a negative anxious thought you know what if I go here and someone uh, calls me out and calls me stupid it's obviously going to lead to a feeling of anxiety maybe a bit of nervousness maybe a bit of worry and stress that then leads to a behavior and that behavior then becomes more so uh, avoidance you know I'm going to avoid any activity that causes a spike of anxiety I'm going to avoid anything that Uh, makes me feel this way because it's an uncomfortable feeling people don't like it so they avoid it that then further reinforces those thoughts there's no uh, learning behavior there you're just completely negating it because and you're not learning from anything because you're avoiding it reinforcing the thoughts and the cycle keeps going so we take it like the fire triangle the heat fuel and oxygen we take away either the thoughts the feelings or the behaviors the fire goes out so that's kind of the, the aim behind CBT as a as a course. Now, there are a lot of self-help techniques that people can do themselves in their own house that don't require a, um, a, a professional. Although I will advise, though, that if, of course, you're experiencing very severe anxiety or any sort of debilitating mm-hmm. mental illness to reach out to any professional, usually starting with your GP. Obviously, we, you know, reach out to a specialised therapist and they can help sort with what you're doing. With regards to anxiety. Different forms of anxiety require different interventions essentially. A lot of people I'm sure have heard the term general anxiety or generalized anxiety disorder. This is basically a worry about everything, you know, everything and anything under the sun. Doesn't matter where you're going, doesn't matter what you're doing, it will cause a worry. Social anxiety then, another form obviously more worry about what people are thinking about you in social Mm -hmm. situations, maybe more worry about what others are going to say about if you do something in public so therefore you may just avoid uh, public spaces or at least crowded spaces altogether. Agoraphobia or agoraphobia depending on how you want to pronounce it very similar to social uh, phobia but it's more avoidance of situations that you can't feel you can easily escape from so it could be things like supermarkets or you know even it could be a wide open field. I Just have a fear of supermarkets. Kinda, I have a few yeah. of
0: supermarkets. Just generally going in shopping.
1: <laughs> but I do I, I, yes, I digress. <laughs> I, I'll be honest, I'm exactly the same because especially if you go to Tesco on a Sunday, yeah, you can, can clearly understand why someone might have agoraphobia Absolutely. or even social phobia, yeah. or you go to a shop during the Christmas rush. That's That anxiety is how people will feel on a general quiet, day yeah. um, so a com- you know you can completely <laughs> empathize with that what
0: mm-hmm. top tips can you recommend then to both identify and, and manage anxiety
1: ryan what have you what suggestions can you come up with yeah. So with regards to identifying, obviously it's a lot easier with a professional. We look at things, we look at your thoughts, your feelings and your behaviours in what's called a formulation. So essentially what we do is we get all the information we can from yourself. We look at certain triggers, certain uh, symptoms that you may be experiencing. And that kind of gives us a bit of an uh, an overview into what type of mental disorder, of course, is affecting yourself, but also then specifically maybe what type of anxiety disorder, whether it's social Phobia, a specific phobia, uh, whether it's generalized anxiety disorder, health anxiety, OCD, we get all that information because a lot of the symptoms do overlap in a lot of disorders. A lot of the times, unfortunately, what happens is it's not a clear cut answer. But the more information we delve from your issue, the more information we can kind of piece together in this kind of network of information. It's almost like a if you've ever seen those movies where they have all the wire threads and everything on like a chalkboard, yeah. feels like that at times where you're trying to connect the dots. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? So that's kind of what we would do as, as professionals. Now, an individual themselves, it's very important to ask yourself why are you worrying about something? Now, anxiety is usually about worry. Of course, anxiety is more long-standing than worry. Worry is usually very episodic and brief. But it's very important for you to ask yourself, why are you worrying about something? So, I'm worried about leaving the iron on in the house. Okay, but why? Very obvious. The house may burn down. But is that why you're worrying? Or are you worried about what other people could say to you? Are you worried about how that looks from other people? Or are you worried about yeah exactly so is the worry that you're going to do something bad that's going to affect you or is the worry that other people are going to look negatively on you Mm. or is it an entirely separate worry the type of worry that comes from that can kind of help indicate what anxiety disorder if any i mean i'm not saying that people have to have an anxiety disorder to worry about these things but obviously if it's debilitating and severe it seems more likely that it would be Mm. so it is very important for us then to go okay well this seems like you're worrying about this, 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 and this. Why are you worrying about these things? Because I'm worried about what my neighbors might think of me. Okay, that seems more in line with social phobia than just a general worry. Yeah. Mm. If things have got,
0: not out of control, but you are worrying about all sorts of unnecessary things. You Mm. mentioned about the iron, maybe have I locked the back door up before I go and watch the television in the evening. Silly things, You know, just what I call silly anxiety triggers. Should you see somebody, should you, should you for, first port a call be your GP, um, then
1: maybe come to somebody like your good I mean yep. what's
0: what's the process?
1: So usually what people do uh, is probably the easiest in today's day and age is to reach out to your GP, I understand a lot of people maybe have private medical insurance or private healthcare and it could be reaching out to them, of, of course it's always important to ask yourself is this something that's just happens once in a blue moon? doesn't really affect me very much doesn't impact my work, my relationships. is it even a problem? Then in which case if you can survive fine with it or you have been so far, then that's grand. you know it, it is natural phenomenon to have anxiety. If it starts to impact and sort of integrate and dig its nails into every aspect of your life, that's when I suppose you should start to consider reaching out for for support. But everyone can always reach out for support anyway even if it's not as debilitating as maybe maybe others. And
0: just very quickly, Ryan, is it something that can be cured? If you have got anxiety and it's pretty bad, is it something that maybe can be cured?
1: Yeah, so with anxiety, as I mentioned before, it is a natural phenomenon. And when anyone comes in treating with anxiety, we make it very, very clear that the point of therapy is not to eradicate the anxiety. It's not to make you a robot and not reactive to anything because anxiety protects you. When you cross the road, it's anxiety that stops you and look left or right before you cross the road. What's very, very important is that you are very clear on understanding therapies about coping with the anxiety, giving you skills and techniques and abilities to be able to manage the anxiety appropriately and adaptively rather than uh, just trying to live with it and you know, obviously experiencing these symptoms day by day. It's very, very important that we understand that it, there is definitely a fine line, but definitive difference between normal, everyday anxiety and debilitating anxiety so everyone will always experience anxiety the rest of their life but not that debilitating form is you know coping techniques and one of the very good ways of coping with anxiety i find especially if you find yourself having lots of little small worries is ask yourself is it hypothetical or is it a practical worry yeah what i mean by that is is it a worry that is a what-if worry what if that happens there's no evidence that's ever going to happen there's uh even if it does happen is it even within your ability to change anything about it for instance what if a comet hits the earth right now can i stop that no i'm not superman so unfortunately that that is just going to happen so me worrying about it is not going to have an effect on uh, that happening or not whereas practical maybe my car broke down this morning bit of a practical worry i can do something about it you know
0: we've all been there, haven't we? Where we thought and said to ourselves quietly in our own mind, why am I worrying about this? What is the problem? You know, just, Chill out, Glenn. Chill out, mm-hmm. Ryan. Why am I doing this? It's a fascinating subject and uh, we've only just skimmed the surface, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody wants more details about maybe what Vita can do for them, I'm guessing
1: head over to the website to get more information? Yes, of course. Um, head on to the website, which I assume will be linked, I'm sure, somewhere yep. in, in this. Um, and of course, uh, any sort of professional. Now, be very careful when you Google symptoms online. Of course, I'm sure that be that careful, goes without same, yeah. yeah. But um, make sure if you are googling symptoms on the credited yeah. website, you know, even the NHS websites or any sort of uh, government website that's linked to national health, is very important. Though that we recognise that these difficulties can be debilitating for people. If it does become severe and debilitating, and it isn't sort of something you can just shrug off, don't leave it. Don't just pretend that it's not there. Yeah. i remember avoidance is a symptom of anxiety even if that is avoiding acknowledging the anxiety
0: well, i guess also talking to people about it, talking to your family members talking to friends about how you're
1: feeling is is important as well isn't it of course being worried about something is a human mm. experience there will be things that you're worried about and things that other people aren't i remember when i was a kid i was worried about getting on any and all roller coasters that was a big fear of mine didn't like it at all my family thought i was stupid and silly i thought i was alone on that one i thought i was alone
0: but obviously not (laughs) yeah
1: exactly so it it is it turns out that it was very common now i managed to get over my fear after a long long time but to a lot of people what may seem as a very stupid worry is a very uh crucial maybe part of of their everyday thinking and it's important that if someone does come to you with a worry not to and i don't mean you yourself if someone else like a family member or friend comes to you with a worry it's making sure you don't neglect their worry making sure you don't just go up but that's stupid you don't need to worry about that listen to them and understand why they're worrying about that thing maybe even just ask them the question well why are you worrying about that you know what is the what is the reason for the behind the worry Mm -hmm. as such
0: Everybody's anxiety, everybody's worry is important to them personally, isn't it? So, yep. uh, absolutely. But uh, good to talk about it. Ryan, great to talk to you. Uh, fascinating yep. conversation. Thank you very and I uh, say, hopefully, we can come back and uh, do another more in depth look at uh, anxiety. I'd, I'd really 100%. welcome that. I'm sure uh, our viewers would as well, right here on the Vita Health podcast series. But uh, Ryan Looney, uh, Senior Psychological Wellbeing Practitioner on the corporate side at Vita Health Group. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank yes.
1: Thank you, Glenn. And as you said, we only scratched the surface, but I'm welcome to come back and talk about anything in more depth. (laughs) Lovely. Okay, take care. Thank you. All the best.